Hi, I'm Sarita Jones, host of a Burning Love Moment podcast. You are cordially invited to join myself and co-host Dr. Sylvia Shipman as we discuss topics associated with drug abuse and addiction. We're here to help you and your family deal with these issues out loud so no one suffers in silence. Please join our podcast, A Burning Love Moment, airing Mondays at 11 a.m. on Life101Radio.net. And thank you for joining us. I am your host, Pastor Sarita Jones, president and founder of Burning Love Outreach, along with my amazing co-host, Dr. Sylvia Shipman, who's the CEO of Jubilee Community Development Corporation, where we're back for another exciting season of a Burning Love moment. You know what? It's amazing where God has actually brought us from from doing a 20 to 30 minute podcast to now having our own podcast. And we're so grateful to him. And you know what? I love the scripture that refers to God equipping those whom he calls. And that is exactly what he is doing with Dr. Shipman and myself. You know, when, when you answer the call of the Lord on your life, You may not have all the credentials that the world thinks that you need, but the maker of heaven and earth will equip those whom he calls to complete the assignment. Absolutely. To all glory and honor belong to the Father. And you're absolutely right, Pastor Sarita. What an honor it is to be in this position that the Lord has granted unto us. It's great to feel when you know that you're in the will of God and not of your own. That's a blessing in itself. And Pastor Sarita and I never thought that God would be using us together on this platform in a ministry without the world's credentials. So never ever discredit yourself to think that you have to have this or that to be in the will of God. We are all so honored that he saw fit for us to be used in this magnitude. Hallelujah. We can, we all can say, if we believe that God is not finished with us, right? No matter what it looks like right now, all of us can say, look, God is not finished with us yet. So I hope that you all know that there's still great purpose to be fulfilled in your life as well. And God is still fulfilling his plan, purpose, and destiny in our lives. And I'm certainly, if you yield to him, he is doing the same thing for you. So don't never think that God cannot use you. Know this that you were created for greatness, right? Yes. God has an assignment that's just for you to complete. How about that? Praise his holy name. What do you think so, Pastor Sarita? Absolutely. You hit the nail (laughs) on the head with that. Absolutely. And today we have an awesome woman of God as our Mm -hmm. guest. 
She was a PK growing up. And today you will hear her journey of being addicted to drugs and alcohol. You know, not too long ago, I saw a post that she made on Facebook and Uh something in my spirit just said to reach out to her and see if she would be a guest on a burning love moment, because our listeners need to hear her journey. Mm -hmm. So here we are grace with her presence as um, Dr. Shipman and I kick off season four of a burning love moment. And you know, uh, Pastor Sarita, so often we like to um, judge a book by its cover. You know, we like to make judgments by what we see, you know, well, you just don't know the story of a person until you were asked. That's Please right. prepare yourself and call someone, take someone, FaceTime, email someone, whatever it is that you need to do to get someone to join us on a Burning Love Moment podcast on like101radio.net and TVN internet television because this is going to be an off-the-chain amazing story and you do not want to miss it, nor do you want your loved ones or your friends or your companionship to miss it. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this remarkable story. Get ready to be blown away. All right. And saying all that, we don't want to prolong the time. We thank God for this amazing time. We want to definitely give a disclaimer. Pastor Sarita and I are not psychologists or psychologists psychiatrist, nor psychologist, shall I say. We are licensed minister, mandated by God Almighty to bless his people. So when we talk about God has a plan and purpose for everyone, well, guess what? We are walking in part in a portion of that plan and purpose and destiny, and we are here before you as a living epistle of that. The opinions of our guests are not necessarily the opinions of our networks, okay? So with that, we give God glory and honor. Let's go into a word of prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for this amazing platform that you have blessed us with. You know, the uh, Life 101 radio uh, network, TVN, internet, uh, television, Lord God, and all those working behind the scene, Lord God. We we glorify you for divine connection in which you have positioned, Pastor Sarita and I, to be before your people in this magnitude to bless and allow the anointing to impact their lives the lives of the stories that will be told that will change folks' life and and direct them in the path that you will have them to travel upon. We love you and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for having your way, ruling and reigning in ways and levels that you would turn the lives of the people in the paths that you have chosen for them and live a wholesome life unto thee. We thank you for the lives that will be changed, the listeners that are coming, the ones that have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and how you will use the amazing platform and our our guest speaker to impact their their lives. This we pray and glorify you. Thank you for this amazing woman, uh, Pastor Sarita, who is on the mandate to do as you have called. And through her, we are here today. Because of her obedience, we are here today. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. And Lord God, we glorify you in advance for the great things that are still yet to come that you have in store for us all. This we pray and glorify you in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hashir HaMashir, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Do you know what it feels like to lose everything, feeling a life of hopelessness? Are you determined and ready to rebuild your life but do not know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman 
is a life recovery coach and counselor and minister with successful years of experience helping others activate the power of God within them. With her enlightenment and guidance, you will be able to overcome the grip of addiction like never before and begin to reshape your mind and transform your life. For your one-on-one -on -one consultation, please visit her website, DrSiviaShipman.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. With your ongoing contributions, this ministry will be able to reach many who are now suffering. Please become a partner with us, changing and shaping lives one mind at a time. This is your jubilee into your new destiny. Visit her today. For the best custom-made jewelry that showcases style and elegance, check out Ken's Jewelry at Morningside Avenue, Scarborough, Ontario. We specialize in modern, contemporary, and vintage styles. All of our designs are crafted with passion, using the most exquisite gemstones and diamonds. Jewelry has no boundaries, so if you can think it, we can make it. Check out Ken's Jewelry at Morningside Avenue, Scarborough. Call us at 416-293-7181. That's 416-293-7181. Ken's Jewelry. Well, welcome back to a Burning Love Moments podcast on Life101Radio.net and TDN Internet Television. Hopefully you have already reached out to someone who is involved with drugs and alcohol because this episode of A Burning Love Moment is for them. Well, our guest today was born in Hartford, Connecticut to the late pastors Herbert and Amelia Rylander. She was raised in ministry, traveled the world for missions and accepted Jesus as her savior and filled with the Holy Spirit at a young age. After graduating from high school, she went, she went on to further her ed education in Pensacola, Florida for two years. And after two years of college, she made some life-altering decisions. And we'll let her tell us about those decisions as we speak with her in this podcast today. But today, she and her husband have been married for nine years, and they have a beautiful blended family with six children. They also pastor a growing church in the Chicagoland area. They run a successful business, and she's also known as a leader in her community. Everyone, please help me welcome Pastor Chris DeShields. Pastor Chris, it looks like God has truly, truly shined on you. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely, Pastor Sarita. He really has. <laughs> we just welcome you to a Burning Love Moment podcast. Dr. Shipman and I, we are blessed to have you here with us. But I want to ask you, why are you willing to share your story with us today? Um, there's so many reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons is when I was going through my transition, when I was going through my journey, um, I felt as though God was so far away. Mm -hmm. um, I felt as though I there was this huge gulf between me and God. And so now that God has brought me out by his strong hand, um, my greatest desire is to 
turn to those that are where I used to be and let them know that God is closer than they realize, that his power is uh, unstoppable and he's interested in having a relationship with them. That is, that's such a, a, a blessing because you know what, it sort of ties in with Burning Love Outreach, which is my ministry. And it is, it is the same, you know, I was addicted to crack cocaine for many years. And now God has me in a position to go out and minister and encourage those um, individuals. So you have walked in those shoes, the yes. people that you are encouraging. Well, we know that both your parents were pastors and you grew up loving the Lord and your father would say that you were born under the pulpit. Yes. <laughs> so worship was a part of your life. That's all you knew growing up was worship. Would you say? Yes, absolutely. Um, worship has always been a passion of mine. Uh, my mom used to, well, used to joke that, you know, any time that I was in trouble for talking too much at school, when I knew that discipline was coming my way, I was either in worship <laughs> or reading the word of God and looking up all the passages of scripture about mercy. <laughs> and so um, I did learn the, the presence of the Lord at a young age, and it's always been a passion of mine. Praise the Lord. Praise That's the Lord. beautiful. That's beautiful. Now take us on that journey. What happened? You know, how did you go down that, that path that now led you back full circle back to the Lord God Almighty? That's a great question. Um, so like Pastor Sarita said, I grew up in ministry. Um, I've had the opportunity to travel the world with my mom on various missions trips and so um, after high school, I did go off to college um, to a really actually very strict college, um, Christian college, and um, was just ready to pursue what I thought was my passion at the time. And uh, two years into my journey you know, of college um, through various avenues, I ended up dropping out. Um, one of the main avenues is that up until that time, um, I was maintaining abstinence and eventually came into a relationship with a young man that opened up this gateway, um, not just to not just into fornication, but it ended up being an open door for me to begin to try drugs and alcohol. Um, and so not long into me really discovering uh, this way of life, I ended up being connected with a man because I was raised in such a strict household. There's a lot of things about the world that I wasn't aware of. Wow. Um, I didn't realize just how uh, deep this could get. And so anytime someone was like, oh, I have your back. Um, I want to be your friend. I'm here for you. Um, I basically just kind of went with the program. Mm. And so um, I had a friend um, who said that she was exactly that. She was a friend. She had my back. And at that time, I wasn't aware that she was addicted to cocaine. And so by a turn of events, we ended up being connected with this man who at the time I didn't know, but he was her drug supplier. And um, so we ended up basically having a house party. And during this house party, um, I had only really engaged in like a little bit of drugs, but mainly alcohol. And at this party, I was asked to smoke weed. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh no, you know, I, I don't do that. Uh, and the more intoxicated I got, uh, the more I desired to try marijuana. 
Mm-hmm. And you're, still, up, you're still in college at this time? Uh, oh, also? no. By this time, I've dropped out. Um, not only have I dropped out of college, but my relationship or my communication with my parents had started to be minimal um, because I, yeah, I felt as though it was just, yeah, I didn't want them to know what I was doing. <laughs> so you know what that, that reminds me of that, that definitely reminds me, you know, I know we can't shelter our children all of their lives, but it reminds me of parents that don't want their children to go far away from home. You know, um, I even did that with my own children. They could only apply to schools that Mm -hmm. were within a distance where I could keep my hands on them and see them and know what was going on with them. Because I'm just saying that because as we introduced you, you grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, but yeah. you went to college in Florida. That's mm-hmm. a long ways away, mm-hmm. away from your parents. So I, I can definitely understand when parents are hesitant of their children being mm-hmm. so far away from home, which means they don't get a chance to see you as much. Because I guarantee if your parents have seen you oh, yes. or were able to see you more often, mm-hmm. this may not have happened. You may not have traveled down this road, but you can go ahead and, and continue on with Pastor, your story. I have one question. Pastor Chris, you were a sophomore, junior in college? Where I were was you a sophomore. sophomore? I was a sophomore in college, um, super passionate about what I wanted to do. Um, I changed mm-hmm. my major a few times and ended up really falling in love with early childhood education. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be a teacher um, and just influence the next generation that way. Um, and so pretty much all of that just went down the drain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up being connected with a man who at the time I didn't realize was a drug dealer um, and wasn't really interested in him. And we ended up, you know, like I said, we're at this party. Um, I ended up trying marijuana mm-hmm. and the hole that I was already in got a whole lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Um at that party, I ended up passing out. And when I woke up the following morning, I couldn't find my glasses. I've always worn glasses um, and couldn't find my glasses for the life of me. And I'm searching all over. I even asked my friend, I said, have you seen, you know, have you seen my glasses? And she said, no. And so uh, later on that evening, this same man that I wasn't even really in a relationship with at the time showed up with my glasses. And when I asked, where am I, you know, how did you get my glasses? He just kind of laughed and gave them to me. Nobody had answers. Mm -hmm. Um, And this speaks again to just being so naive. Um, At the time, I hadn't really learned how to stand up for myself. Um, There's a lot of things about the world that because I left the shelter of my parents so early, Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of. Um, And so eventually I did come into a relationship with this man. And not only were we, was I in an abusive relationship, it turned abusive, um, but he became my supplier. And so um, gradually marijuana was not enough. That wasn't enough of a high to help me escape the feeling that I had that I had messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, the drinking was still there. Marijuana wasn't good enough. And so I began to turn to to things that were stronger, um, such as ecstasy, um, where I was literally felt like as though I was out of my mind, but it really was a getaway. 
Mm -hmm. um, from the disappointment, from the guilt, from the condemnation, um, the feeling like I had lost grip of who I used to be. And I felt as though where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be in the future was was dead and gone. Um, and so it was really hard for me to to face that. And drugs and alcohol were my so-called relief. Mm -hmm. So you at, at this point, no communication with your parents. Now you no. have no communication no. with them. None at all. How were you feeling about that? Was it was this your choice or did he have that much control over you to say that you can't contact your parents? What was going on there? For me, it was a choice that was really on my own initially. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed as though every time my parents would call, I was intoxicated or I was high. Mm -hmm. And so it was hard to answer the phone and say, hi, mom, hi, dad, because I knew instantly they would know something is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't feel as though it was safe for me to say, oh, yes, this is the life that I've chosen now. Um, and I didn't feel as though I was going to be accepted. I knew I knew what was going to be said to me in regards to like disappointment and things like that. On the other end, I felt as though I was having fun. Mm -hmm. And I figured, you know, if my parents find out what I'm really into, they're going to tell me to come home. <laughs> Did they ever try to come and, and, and check on you during this whole process? No, they didn't. Okay. Um, and that honestly, um, in hindsight, is a heartbreaking thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't end up being restored with my parents until my son was three months, three years old. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, I did end up pregnant mm -hmm. um, by this man who ended up being very abusive, um, verbally abusive, physically abusive, sexually abusive. Um, and anytime that he felt as though I was uh, getting out of his grasp, anytime he felt as though he was losing his grip on me, mm -hmm. uh, the abuse got worse. Mm -hmm. um, and so did the drug use. Um, I realized in hindsight, anytime I started to feel any freedom, um, I wasn't even allowed to keep a job um, because he felt as though if I kept a job, then I would start making friends that mm -hmm. he didn't approve of and really see the truth of my situation. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, he bought my alcohol, he provided the drugs, um, and he used to tell me, I own you. Mm. He used to verbally say that I own you. Don't think, you know, that you can go anywhere else. You know, um, he used to word, use the word love. I love you more than anybody in the world and I have your back. Um, and it was such a, the depth of control um, that he had over my mind, a, a body and emotions uh, was really, you know, spiritually demonic. Yes. And um, so I did end up becoming pregnant with my son. And, you know, honestly, this part of the story for me is really probably the most traumatic part Mm -hmm. of it. Um, aside from the drug and alcohol abuse, um, I did end up pregnant. And when I was about three months pregnant, he ended up taking me to a friend's house. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of links up with that night that I, you know, the first time that I tried marijuana and couldn't find my glasses. Mm -hmm. And that night, I thought I had had a dream. And in this dream, I was in this house, and I saw an empty fish tank, it had water in it, but there was no fish. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being amazed. And like I said, I thought it was a dream. Right. So at three months pregnant, we go to this house and there's the fish tank. Mm. The very fish tank that I thought I had dreamed of. 
And so uh, he was there with some of his friends. And so I'm standing there perplexed. Right. And I said, I've seen this, this fish tank before. Right. And they all started laughing. And I, it's almost like I'm there today. You know, I remember looking just like, why are you laughing? And he ended up telling me that the first sexual experience that we had was in that house. Uh, and I was not aware of it, that I was so intoxicated uh, mm -hmm. that I didn't recall. And he actually gave me a play-by-play -play, uh, recount of what had happened to me that day. There are certain parts of that he probably didn't tell me about. And honestly, mm -hmm. I don't want to know. Right. <laughs> um, because what I do know was bad enough. And so here I am standing three months pregnant uh, by a man that had sexually raped me mm -hmm. uh, without my knowledge mm -hmm. um, prior to. And um, so at that point in time, I felt like I needed to plan an escape mm -hmm. um, and things kind of shifted from there. Okay, so he ended up, okay, so now you're pregnant, mm -hmm. you find out how it happens. He ends up taking you to a building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he ended up t taking me to an abandoned daycare. So he worked in carpentry um, and, you know, would do work for various companies. And the work at this daycare had stopped. I don't know why, um, but the work had stopped. And so he ended up dropping me off at this abandoned daycare, um, basically with a blow up mattress and the few clothes that I actually owned at the time. I didn't even have a phone. So he was, uh, basically, I'm sorry. So basically he was um, breaking up with you to say. Yeah. Okay, it, that's what I wanted to know. Okay, great. Yes. To me, to me, it was um, really a stunt of, I'm your provider. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's had your back this whole time. And mm -hmm. if you don't think that we can be together, that I'm dropping you off. Like, this is the end of it all. And so um, I was in denial for the first couple of nights, like, oh, he's going to come back. You know, he's going to come back. Uh, and at the end of like that second night, I realized he, he probably wasn't coming back. There was no food. There was no phone. And I was literally in this abandoned daycare alone. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to be in the pit. Sometimes yes. you have to hit rock bottom. Yes. Or God can speak to you. Mm -hmm. um, when there's literally no other option, God is like, okay, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. And, I, I, you know what I always say, Pastor Chris, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I always say that he's there all the time. Mm -hmm. But the only time he seems to get our attention yeah. is when we hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. That's when we'll be still and yeah. hear from God. Other than that, we're doing our own thing. We're having fun. We're enjoying life. We're, we're engaging in all types of different activities. And most of them are things that are sin against God. And we're not listening. We have to hit rock bottom. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. But go ahead and continue on with your story. So true. And can I just speak to that? You know, the fact that God is with us no matter what, because before becoming pregnant with my son, like I said, this man wouldn't really let me out of his sight. And because he was a drug dealer, uh, he would be transporting drugs in the car. Uh, and I wouldn't know it until we've arrived wherever. Um, and God was with me right then and there because we could have been pulled over at any moment. And I would have had some time probably in prison 
Or I think about the times that uh, I was drunk and high and we're sitting in a trap house uh, mm-hmm. for hours while they're, they're cooking crack and, and, you know, putting bags together uh, of marijuana, all these different things going on around me. And I'm still alive. I, I, you know, I haven't, you know, been to prison. Um, so many ways that God has kept me, even when I was ignoring him, even when, you know, I felt as though I was so far out of his grasp. Um, And so I don't think it was an accident that across the street from this abandoned daycare was a church. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I didn't think that I could find my way. I used to actually sit there and watch the people going into the sanctuary and just think like, there's no way. There, there's no way that I could find my, my way back into the house of God. Mm-hmm. And so really by the strength and the leading of, of the spirit of God, I didn't count it as that at the time. Um, I just felt like I have to get out of here. I was spending nights you know, on this blow up mattress and at night I would hear roaches um just climbing climbing up and down the walls and you know i would be too scared to get off the mattress until there was enough light that i could see you know that i wasn't gonna you know just that i was quote unquote safe that i could make it to the bathroom and roaches wouldn't be crawling all over me um it was really uh a base situation it was really a desperate situation and so i knew i couldn't stay there And the Lord ended up leading me to a pregnancy resource center there in Pensacola that wasn't far from this abandoned daycare. Mm -hmm. And so because I was hungry, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any resources. I said, you know what, at least it'll be warm. Maybe I'm sure they'll have some, you know, some extra clothes I can wear, some food Mm -hmm. and ended up going to this pregnancy resource center. And my second day there, um, the director of the pregnancy resource center started asking me questions and you know the devil will the enemy will have you think that you look okay (laughs) you think you're like i got this nobody is gonna know i'm literally standing there not not only naturally but spiritually in rags Mm -hmm. you know and so sometimes it takes the eyesight of god to show other individuals what the real situation is is really looking like and so that was the case with her. Um, she saw what I was trying to hide. Um, and so she ended up saying, you know, one of those nights, I think it was like the second night, she said, can I take you home? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm in this abandoned daycare, you know, no right, light, right. no power. You didn't want her to know that. No, absolutely not. Right. And so she insisted. She was like, no, I'm going to take you home. And I was like, oh, goodness, like you just feel the dread, you know. Yeah. And so I said, okay. And so we pull up at the daycare and she was, she looked at me and she said, this is where you're living. And I said, well, yes, ma'am, you know, thank you for dropping me off. I'm trying to hurry up and get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to come in with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you don't have to do that. And she definitely had a mom spirit, you know, yeah. and I'm sure she felt the unction of the Holy spirit at that time as well. Mm-hmm. And so she basically followed me into this place and saw the uh, destitute situation I was in. And not only did she take me home to her family, but she facilitated me getting into a, a home for pregnant women um, in Alberta, Alabama called Mary's shelter. And mm-hmm. so that was the beginning of my journey back to Christ. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you know, I always believe God will send the people to you to lead you where you need to be. 
Yes. I truly and truly believe that. Dr. Shipman, what do you think about that? I absolutely agree. You know, sometimes we think that things are so horrible that God has forgotten about you. Yeah. But in the, in the midst of all things, he'll show up at that appointed time when you're ready to receive of him and say, hey, and start directing your steps, putting people in your pathway, such as yourself. And we all got our own testimony, how God done brought us out many things. Yeah, but just right. for the listeners to know that God has not forgotten about any of you all, not any of us at all, and that he is in the midst. But if we just yield, as you said, Pastor Chris, and get to that place, because God is always there, he will navigate us. You know, uh, the enemy will tell you, you messed up so bad. You know, there's no way out. I mean, all these negative things coming in our ear gate, our mind and everything. But one thing about it, I love it when God said he will perfect that work that he has started you, that perfect work in him that he has started in us. He will perfect that thing. So, you know, we have so much hope and blessings in God. It's unbelievable. So yeah. if we can just stay the course, no matter how things look or feel, God got us. We got right. Yes. So you end up, okay, so you were in Pensacola, she finds you a shelter in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And um, so what do you end up doing there? Did you find a church or find some people to connect with what happens in Alabama? So basically, uh, it was a time of rehabilitation for me, and not only just physically and all of that. uh, But you know, really taking a step back um, and seeing what kind of situation I was really in, the kind of people that I was really connected to. And so one of the house moms, her name was Miss Brenda. And Miss Brenda, I would catch her watching me sometimes. You know how you're just looking at someone and I felt uncomfortable. I'm like, why is she, why is she looking at me, you know? And so one day she came up to me and she invited me to church. And she said, I just feel like I should just invite you to church. And she didn't know, you know, my background and the past relationship I had had with Christ. And so mm-hmm. I accepted the invitation. And then every time that she'd be like, okay, you know, we're going to leave at 7 a.m. tomorrow. I'll be like, there was always an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was so patient. She never, you know, beat me up. Oh, you said you were going to go. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I ended up calling my mom one day and saying, you know, I'm pregnant. Um, I'm in a horrible situation. Can I come home? And at the time, my parent, parents were not ready to uh, really accept the situation that I was in. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't come get me. Um, and at that time, you know, the passage of scripture says, you know, there's a passage of scripture, passage of scripture that says, when mother and father forsake you, yes. will take you up. Yeah, the truth. I, I've lived that because yeah. that's when I felt as though I was ready to at least enter back into the house of God uh, mm-hmm. and all the times that he had been there with me. And I, I knew that his presence was real, came flooding back. And so I ended up starting to go to church with her on Sundays. I gave my life back to Christ, became active in ministry um, here and there, like in children's ministry. And that was the beginning of rebuilding my relationship with the Lord. Now, how long were you sober at, sober at this time? How long has it been? Well, you know, as soon as I got pregnant with my son, I put it all down. Okay. I put it all down um, mm-hmm. as soon as I realized that I was pregnant. So at the time I was about five weeks pregnant. And um, I did eventually end up relapsing into alcoholism um, and, you know, for a short period of time when my son uh, was like one or two. Um, But I'm telling you, by that time, the Lord had his grasp on me and the pastor that I ended up sitting under saw it 
And he was like, oh, oh no, ma'am, you're not going back. <laughs> and so the church family that I ended up being connected to at that point in time really just surrounded me. And there was a lot of um, accountability. They didn't call me out, but I knew they would just show up to my house and be like, hey, I was just thinking about you, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so once I got pregnant or realized I was pregnant, I did go into a extended season of, of sobriety, at least for about a year, year and a half. Okay. Um, so, well, and, and that's very common, but, but I just wanted to say this before we wrap it up. That's very common um, with individuals who are addicted to drugs and alcohol to have a relapse. So we don't want the family members to get discouraged yes. when you have a loved one and they're trying and they're asking for help. They know they need help. They're trying to stop. If they relapse, that's not the end of the world. It's very, very common, but continue to stay in there with them because not only do we speak to those who are addicted to drugs and alcohol, but we also speak to the families too, to give yeah. them support because it's not just the user who is suffering in this whole thing. It affects everyone who loves this, who loves and knows that individual. So mm -hmm. Dr. Shipman. Yeah, I, I also want to say codependency. You know, a lot of times when we around our loved ones, they end up being codependent of that, that addict, you know, of that, um, that stronghold of addictions there. And so we have to be cautious not to be addict. So I thank God Almighty for not allowing you to go home, you know, because you may have gotten really, really comfortable you know, really, you know, enemy take you down that rabbit trail. I see it so often. They be around their relatives and they relapse and they just want to go even further down because now I'm in my, I came back home, you know, and here I go do this again. And you just feel like you can't pull yourself out. And then the, the parents start being codependent of that, you know, yes. hoping that you're going to come out. They see you sober one or two days and it's mm -hmm. a vicious cycle all over again. So, you know, God know how to do it. We just have to trust them through the process. So you all, I am enjoying your story. I know you got more to tell us. We've got more to share with you. Hold on. We'll be right back. Do you feel like you're in the boxing ring of life battling addictions such as drugs or alcohol? Are you struggling and barely holding it together? Listen to A Burning Love Moment every Monday on Life101.net with host Pastor Sarita Jones and co-host Dr. Sylvia Shipman. This podcast addresses many issues associated with drug abuse and addictions while helping you overcome the darkness and despairing your life. With encouragement and guidance, you'll be able to break the chains of addictions and strongholds like never before by reshaping your mindset and transforming your life. Get ready to be empowered to take back control over your destiny with a burn in love moment. Do you know what it's like to lose everything and feel hopeless in life? Are you ready to rebuild your life but don't know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman is a life and recovery coach, counselor, minister with successful years of experience helping others ignite the power of God within them. With her encouragement and guidance, you will be able to overcome addictions, trials, blockades, and strongholds like never before by reshaping your mindset and transforming your life. For a one-on-one -on -one consultation, please visit her website at DrSylviaShipman.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 
With your ongoing contributions, this ministry will continue to reach many individuals. Please become a monthly partner and help us change lives one mind at a time. This is your Jubilee. Now let's walk in your destiny. Well, welcome back, everyone. We hope that you're finding the conversation with our special guest, Pastor Chris, very helpful. And for those who may be just joining us, Pastor Chris is sharing how she was involved with drugs and alcohol. And if you know someone who could benefit from hearing her story, please tell them about a burning love moment on life101radio.net and TDN television. So um, Pastor Chris, we want you to continue on with your story. You have gone back to church. You relapsed a few times. Um, Let's just pick up from where we left off from. Okay. So, yeah. So I eventually, um, like I said, I started going to church with my house mom. And after my son was born, um, you know, Mary Shelter gave you the opportunity to not just rehabilitate yourself in terms of being clean and um, those kind of things, but they also helped you to find housing, Mm -hmm. affordable housing, finding a job so that you could sustain yourself. And so I went through that journey and um, I did eventually reconnect with uh, my son's father for a really short period of time. Um, You know, he came back around and wanted to see his son and all of that. Uh, And one thing that Uh, really blessed me is once you re-encounter the love of God, Mm -hmm. man's love can, there's no way that it could touch it. And so, you know, yes. And so he started, oh, I love you and things like that. And I had, you know, I had tasted and seen that the Lord was good. And uh, so even though I tried to go back and that door uh, temporarily opened, um, I eventually shut that door. Amen. Glory to God. and never went back. And so, I ended up relocating to Mobile, Alabama uh, and became even more connected in ministry. Um, I ended up being refilled with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, sat under my apostle faithfully, um, ended up, you know, my prophetic gift came um, at that time. And excitingly, I met my husband. You know, when you go through a season, you know, the seasons that I've gone through, homelessness, abuse, drug and alcohol addiction, being a single mom, you start to wonder if the the promises of God are ever going to be able to be your portion. Um, You feel as though, even though you love God again, you feel like you're, you know, damaged goods. And and so God really brought him into my life, uh, not just to be a person that I fell in love with, but he started off being an encourager. Mm-hmm. And so even when I didn't trust my own relationship with Christ or felt as though you know I wasn't good enough, he started off just being a friend to say, no, the spirit of God is in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm here to help you, you know, make it along that path. Oh, wow. You know, I'm so encouraged to hear this part because so often when people go through so much tragedy, you know, they feel as though there's no hope of greatness to manifest in their lives. But, you know, you have really encouraged, I'm sure, a lot of listeners to know that don't give up. Don't quit, as Sarita loved to say, because that's not the end of the story. 
you know, there, there are chapters of life that God wants to unravel and manifest in your life. And just to know, hey, you this is just a small little sentence or paragraph in your life that you go through. Yes. To us, it seems like it's gigantic. How can I take myself through these? How did I make these decisions and so forth and so on? But it's just a chapter, paragraph, yeah. or even a couple of sentences. And we think it's the end of the world. But God has so much more, you know, so thank you for sharing that. And uh, go ahead. I just want to say, let the listeners know God still has greatness for us no matter what. And I love when God can take, I always say that he can take our mess and turn it into a wonderful, amazing story. You know what I'm saying? And he will will bless us in the midst of our messes. You hear what I'm saying? So I just hope the listeners get this, that, hey, no matter what it looked like now, no matter what it feel like at this point, Know that you know God can bring you up out of it and bring you into greatness. Amen. 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 So you meet your husband. Yes. Tell us about that because he sounds like an amazing man. Yes, so he does. Sure he just really poured into your life. Please give us the story about him and what happened. You know, um, so we actually attended the same church for about two years. And during those two years, I was that single mom was like, it's me and Jesus, you know, like I wasn't looking to be in a relationship. Um, I had totally given my life back to Christ. I was living a life of purity uh, and really just waiting to be married in order to rebuild, you know, have a clean relationship, not best, you know, uh, built on sexual um, lusts and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so like I said, he ended up reaching out to me. Um, I think it was the unction of really the Holy Spirit because I was going through kind of a hard time. And I'll never forget, I got a text message from somebody I didn't know. <laughs> and he was just saying, you know, hi, Sister Chris, I hope that it's okay that I got your number from our first lady. But the Lord placed it on my heart to just let you know that, you know, don't stop moving forward uh-huh. uh, because ha- God has greatness within you. And I'm not going to lie. I I, I didn't answer. <laughs> I, I didn't answer right away because I, like I said, I was just stuck on just, it was just me and Jesus. Yeah. And so he texted me a couple more times and I said, you know what? It would be rude to not answer and say thank you. And that was the beginning of our uh, friendship and eventual relationship. Mm -hmm. And really what drew us together was our uh, consistent time in prayer. And so, Mm -hmm. yes, we were getting to know each other, but every night before we got off the phone, we had a time of prayer together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that brought us together even more. And he also facilitated uh, the, um, like the the putting back together of my relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when my son was, well, before my son was three years old, he told me one day, he said, you're going to call your mom. And I was like, um, oh, I don't think I'm ready. Spoken to them, right? No, I hadn't spoken to them. My, my son was like two and a half, mm-hmm. um, almost three. And so I was like, no, I don't think I want to do that. And he was like, no, today's the day you're going to call your mom. Oh, wow. And so I ended up calling her. And even though it was a little awkward, uh, once a week, he would literally sit there and be like, let's call your mom again. And so he was the one that helped to jumpstart uh, reconciliation with both of my parents. Praise the Lord. You yeah. know that was man. You know that was God. That was <laughs> yes. God. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what that, happened after you all re, after you started replenishing that relationship with your parents? How did that turn out? So it was beautiful. Um, so when my son was 
uh, well, really, right before he turned four, my parents invited me to Connecticut um, to spend Christmas and eventually his birthday. So he turned four uh with my parents in connecticut and it was his first time meeting them they fell in love with him right away and he fell in love with them as well uh and so that was the beautiful beginning of a consistent relationship uh, and God does all things well uh, both of my parents actually passed away last year three months apart Mm-hmm. And uh, one was sudden and the other one, my, you know, my dad passed of a heart attack. My mom basically gave up her journey, um, her battle with cancer because my, you know, she lost her, her husband and the love of her life for a little over 40 years. Mm-hmm. And so I always think about how, you know, if God had not facilitated reconciliation, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have just been uh, missing my parents. It would have been a deep hurt and a continual uh, loss to never have been brought back into relationship with them. Mm. And so even though we don't understand what God is doing in this moment, we have to know that he has a plan that's so far ahead um, that's going to bring us back together uh, right where he intended us to be. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. So Pastor Chris, that, that is an awesome story. We thank you so much for sharing with us. So what are you doing now? Okay, well, now um, I'm in full-time ministry. So my husband and I have a growing ministry in Chicago. Uh, Once we got married, we're in Mobile for about two years and then relocated here to be closer to his family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we started a ministry here. And God has just been so faithful. Um, We love the flock that God has given to us. Um, And one of my recent prayers is, Lord, I love being a pastor, mm-hmm. um, but Lord, I don't want to stay within the four walls of uh, of a sanctuary. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a passage of scripture in Jeremiah 21, uh, chapter one, that says before we were even on our mother's womb, he knew us mm-hmm. um, and he called us. And so um, he didn't call us just to minister to the same people. God has called us all to the nations, uh, no matter what that may look like for you. And so even being able to share on this podcast today is God's answer to that question Mm -hmm. uh, that he's willing to send me to share. And so um, not only are we in ministry, we parent six children. We're a blended family. So I have four um, blessing uh, bonus children. Yes. Um, my son, Gabriel, who's now 14, and my daughter, who is eight years old. Wow. So um, on top of that, uh, I also um, own a successful cleaning service um, and very active in my community um, with outreach. Um, local chambers of commerce and really just standing up to show the glory of God, not just in in ministry, but also in the marketplace. Praise the Lord. Well, that is so awesome to hear. And and I'm so happy to hear that you said that God has called you, you knew, out of the four walls of the building, the church building, because in my ministry, Burning Love Outreach, when God called me into ministry, I knew it was going to be something different. I knew it wasn't going to be your traditional get up, go to church, preach a service and do it again next Sunday. I knew that God was calling me to something different. Mm -hmm. And I am just so thankful um, that I can be obedient. And I, I had to learn that even though God did not speak my calling to someone else, he spoke it to me. 
And I had to walk forward in that calling, no matter what other people thought or were feeling around me about what I I was doing. And I thank God, um, you and I are sort of like in the same field of ministry of reaching those on the outside, because a lot of people aren't coming into church. A lot of people who are hurting on drugs, addicted, they're not coming into the church, but you go out wherever they are, where God sends you in the field and, 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 and the harvest is plentiful out there plentiful, and the laborers are few. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that he has put it on our hearts to go out and to minister to our brothers and sisters we're struggling. That's why he gave us that journey. I, I always say that my journey prepared me for my purpose. And that's what he that's did. Right. For me. And I pray that the takeaway from today, and you said something when we spoke before, not only will God deliver you, but there will be no residue. Uh-huh. Absolutely. There Absolutely. will be no residue. You were down in mm. the pits. Yeah. yeah. And God raised you up. As long as there's breath in your body, for our listeners, there is hope. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. And God has a plan and purpose for you. And you listen to Pastor Chris's story and you can relate to her story and see where she is today, that God touched her, turned her around. He opened up the windows of heaven and pouring out blessings on her and her family now. And that can be for you. What he did for me, what he did for Pastor Chris, he can also do for you. So we pray that you have been encouraged. And Pastor Chris, please let our listeners know how they could contact you if they ever wanted to um, get in touch with you for any reason, please let them know. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, the best way to reach me is via email. Um, my, it's my name, so I'm going to spell it because it's long. (laughs) Uh, so that's my first name, C H R I S T I A N N E. And then my last name, which is DeShields, D E S H I E L D S at gmail.com. Um, you could also find me on Facebook, uh, Miss Krista Shields. Um, so it's just such an honor to be able to share uh, my testimony and to encourage others to know that God is a God of restoration. He's a God of a love that uh, is undescribable, but it's more tangible and more real than we'll ever realize. And uh, that God has a calling on our lives and God will take you back to his original intent for your life, no matter what you're facing or you've, you've experienced. Well, thank you so much, uh, uh, Pastor Chris. It's been an honor to be in your presence and sharing your story with us. Uh, I would like to ask you, is there anything, any last words for our listeners before we close out that you may have to share? That's a really great question. Um, I want to go back to Jeremiah uh, chapter one. I encourage you to read it. Um, But it it basically just documents that uh, the Lord knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And so whatever labels have been placed on your life, Mm -hmm. uh, the the, the author and the finisher of your faith has written the true story. And so at the end of it all, he's appointed you uh, to your generation to share your story. He's going to remove all of the shame, uh, all of the condemnation, and he's going to give you beauty for ashes. Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for those encouraging words, Pastor Chris. If you or a loved one is in need of help, please reach out to someone. 
Don't try to go through the storm alone. Reach out to a support group. Also, you can reach out to Burning Love Outreach and Dr. Sylvia Shipman. We are here for you as well. And on our next episode, we want you to look forward to our next guest will be Shanita McConley as she talks about her experience with the sudden death of her husband. And she she talks about, is your house in order? So please do not miss that episode of a burning love moment, because I believe that she has something to say for all of us. Dr. Shipman, will you please let our listeners know how they can contact you if they would like to reach out? Absolutely. For all your recovery support, other life concerns, don't know where to start and certainly need that extra support please visit our website at drsylviashipman.com. And you also can con- contact us at 877-360-1177. You also can like Dr. Sylvia Shipman at Instagram and Facebook, of course, and subscribe to us on LinkedIn and connect with us on Clubhouse. We certainly would love to have you partner with us by giving a donation to help us uh, to, of course, stop this addiction in which we've been talking about this addiction crisis by changing lives with one quality care and commitment. Please go to our website, uh, that's drsylviashipman.com and select Donate Now. Thank you and God bless you all. Thank you so much, Dr. Shipman. And for speaking engagements where I share how I overcame years of addiction to crack cocaine, having numerous warrants issued for my arrest, please visit our website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on our page. We have a prayer request page. And also you can give a testimony or praise report there. And with your help, we can continue to reach those who are suffering from drug abuse and addiction. You are personally invited to come along and partner with us. If you're in the Toronto area, once a month, every last Saturday of the month, we go out on the street in the marginalized community. We take snacks and and drinks and gift cards, and we pray with our brothers and sisters who are addicted to drugs and alcohol so that we can continue doing that type of ministry please consider giving a a donation to Burning Love Outreach, or you can become one of our monthly donors. You can like Burning Love Outreach on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can also subscribe on LinkedIn. Now, you know, as we get ready to close out every episode, we say, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. But today we want to tell you, don't give in to the lies of the enemy. Absolutely. about, do not grow faint and weary, be strong and of good courage and don't give up. Do not give up on God and don't give up on yourself. So until next time, we will see you again on Burning Love Outreach. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You wake up in the morning, you're not feeling right. The will is gone, can't put up a fight. Take a Addiction and pain Don't know if you'll feel joy again Take a